All right, time to check in with Bill Thielman now. It's our Friday visit with him. I always appreciate his time. Bill is a veteran B.C. political strategist and campaigner. He's a former Vancouver City Council candidate. Bill, thanks for coming on. Hey, thanks, Mike. Okay, let's talk about the Vancouver Park Board here first, Bill. Let me get something straight here with you right off the bat. Now, you you ran for council with the team, the team slate of candidates last time. So there, there's a lot of municipal politics at work here with this thing right now. Are you are you sort of getting in? Are you trying to line up these other these disenfranchised park board candidate, candidates there for team now? Well, I'm not working with team on uh, any of that, Mike. Uh, at okay. this time, I ran for team last year, but I've certainly heard them on uh, on your show and other shows. And uh, what we've seen actually is a very nonpartisan thing. We've got John Cooper, who was an NPA commissioner, and Tricia Barker, who uh, was NPA and then joined team. We've got uh, Aaron Jasper, former chair, and Constance Barnes and Sarah Blythe, who are all from Vision. So, yeah. <laughs> and then we got half the ABC caucus, who are all saying everybody's saying this is the wrong idea. And you know what? what well, everybody, everybody, me, who's, everybody who stands to lose their job over it, I guess, is well, saying not that. Not the former commissioner. The public, no, the public, no, sir, no. not saying that. No, I, but I mean this. But Mike, this is an elected job. You get paid eighteen, nineteen thousand dollars a year. Uh, the people who are running the park board, the staff. There's been no suggestion they're being laid off. It's it's just the elected officials. And you know, we elected those people. We, we're the voters in Vancouver here. We have the right, in my opinion, to have a say on this. And that's why I think there should be a referendum. Some other people are saying that if Mayor Ken Sim and a council majority strongly believe we should get rid of an elected board, which the voters chose, then they should put it to the voters to decide that, not decide it at a city council meeting. Okay, on this point of whether this should be put to a, a referendum, let's have a listen to Aaron Jasper here, the former park board chair. You just mentioned him because he is calling for that as well. So let's listen to this. You're also going to hear the voice here, Vancouver City Councilor Pete Fry, and then at the end you'll hear the, the, you'll hear the mayor, Ken Sim. Let's listen. Over the next three years, by all means, make the case as to why the park board can't be fixed, and let's have a referendum. And it's an attempt to concentrate power in the mayor's office. I don't think that's what the people of Vancouver voted for. What we're doing today is within our jurisdiction. We are, like, following the process. So, you know, the voters elected us to make these decisions. Okay, so you hear the mayor there at the end, Bill, saying, look, you know, he's already got a mandate from the people of Vancouver to make these decisions, so why would you need a referendum? Well, he did a flip-flop flip. He said he was yeah. he, he wanted to get rid of the park board, and then when he got a lot of pressure from people saying, hey, wait a minute, we don't like that idea, he said, oh, no, I'm not going to get rid of the park board. No, not at all. He, I promise I won't get rid of the park board pre-election. And then after the election, he says, oh, I am going to get rid of it. So flip-flop flip. Uh, that's one reason why people who voted for ABC, voted for ABC Park Board Commissioners, were expecting the Park Board to continue. They weren't expecting this surprise move by Ken Sim and his uh, council majority to try and get rid of the Park Board. And, you know, anytime you remove local democracy, it's a mistake. I don't care if Minneapolis is the only other city that does this. We've had it since 1890. It's worked perfectly yeah. fine. We've had, we had a bad... It worked perfectly board. fine. Give me a... Hang on a second here, Bill. Come on. This the management of the parks in this city has been a disaster here the last few years. Come well, on, we had, we had a bad park board the last time. I would totally agree with that. Bad elected park board, but you know most of our parks have, have run fine, even in the worst case scenarios. And you know you see people like John Cooper who uh, made sure we kept the uh, the Queen Elizabeth conservat- or the uh, conservatorium. Uh, we've seen other things going on. Uh, you know, I, I, if there's problems with the park board, Ken Sim said, we're going to fix it. He didn't say we're going to get rid of it. He said we're going to fix it. And the idea that 
10 counselors and the mayor are going to take on the additional work of being in charge of the park board on top of everything else in the city seems to me to be a ridiculous overload. Do you really, Bill, do you really think the public gives a damn about an elected park board? I mean, they just want their parks to be run efficiently and these community centers to be run properly. I mean, last year you had a, a staff report, the park board's own staff, saying 11 community centers were in poor or very poor condition and a bunch of other ones were going in the same direction because they have not been properly maintained. You had the front of the Vancouver Aquatic Center fall off, had to be put behind yellow safety tape. You had the Stanley Park train off the rails here for years. I mean, this is just a record of incompetence. Yeah, but that's why most of the park, almost all the park board commissioners uh, were, were booted, and ABC was elected to, to come in and fix it. And as you, heard, you had John Cooper on earlier, I think uh, John yeah. made a very good case. The park board's been underfunded by city council. So the people who underfunded the park board are going to take it over? So they're going to fix it? I don't think so. So you think, therefore, that what, the mayor is just scapegoating this park board for his own mistakes? Well, I think right his own mistakes, but I mean, he hasn't been around long enough to say it's his underfunding of the park board. I think there's other things at foot here. Uh, number one, he couldn't get his own chair elected. But number two, uh, there's a lot of land in the park board. And we've seen people say, oh, we should uh, get rid of the golf courses and put in housing, or we should do this, we should do that. Oh, so well, wait, I, well, wait, I hang on, hang on. Of, this is a mayor who already has proven he's, he says one thing and now he's trying to do another one. So he says he's going to protect all the green space. I don't believe him yet. Well, you don't believe him. Well, he has said that he's not going to, he said this is not a land grab. He's not going to start putting development on the golf courses or parks. So you're not, well, you don't trust he he, him. He said he wasn't going to get rid of the park board either. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, this is a, this is a problem you've got. But anyway, listen, if he really believes it, I think Aaron Jester's right. Make the case. Uh, put it to the people of the next election, and we can eliminate the park board, or we can elect a new park okay. board. Uh, okay, well, we'll, we'll, see what, we'll see what the callers have to say about it here in a second. Let's, uh, let's focus on Ottawa here for a second. There's been an all-night filibuster by the opposition conservatives here. They've been moving motions. They've been moving amendments to stall and filibuster the House of Commons here. It's all a protest over the federal carbon tax. Let's have a listen to the conservative leader here, Pierre Polyev. I've got news for Justin Trudeau. You've ruined Christmas for Canadians. Common sense conservatives are going to ruin your vacation as well. We are going to put in thousands of amendments at committee and in the House of Commons, forcing all night round the clock voting until you agree to our demand to take the tax off farmers, First Nations, and families. You will know you will have no rest until the tax is gone. <laughs> okay. So apparently that's been going on all night. I don't know, Bill, does this make any difference? Well, and the funny thing is that Pierre Polyev actually wasn't there all night. He was oh. out at a fundraiser uh, for the Conservative Party. But uh, everyone else was there, I guess. Look, you know, I get it. This is It's some smart politics for Polyev because he's drawing more attention through this unusual tactic of a filibuster. It doesn't happen too often in Parliament. Uh, to the carbon tax. He wants to get rid of the carbon tax. That's his position. It certainly has a significant amount of support among some people. But, uh, you know, at a certain point, people are going to say, okay, yeah, you made your point, like, pack it in. And I suspect that his own folks will say, you know what, I'd rather go home for Christmas than sit here for the next week debating motions that have no chance of succeeding. So he's, he's got a bunch of attention on it, and he really wants to keep focusing on the carbon tax. And, um, you know, he's using all the uh, tactics that's possible in Parliament. But, of course, the Liberals can call closure at some point if they want to really stop yeah. it. Maybe that's what they want them to do. 
I think so, yeah. Right. For, I, I think that's exactly them. what Polyev yeah. is hoping. The liberals will call closure, and then he'll say they won't debate on the carbon tax. But the yeah. carbon tax isn't on, the, isn't on the agenda. There's a bunch of other things that are on the agenda in Parliament right now. Yeah, I mean, I've seen these type of filibuster all-night tactics done before, and I'm just not sure they they really resonate all that much with the public. Let's finish up with uh, food prices. So you've got Loblaws, Walmart, a lot of these big... Uh, food conglomerates in Canada continuing to face the heat, face the pressure to stabilize food prices. This is in the news again today. Let's have a listen to the CEO of Loblaws here, Galen Weston. Here he is uh, testifying in Ottawa. Reasonable profitability is uh, is an important part of operating a successful business. Um, I think at a dollar out of $25 of sales, that's reasonable profitability. Bill, your thoughts? Well, it's <laughs> like... Mike, who do you trust more, uh, multi-millionaire, big corporate grocery uh, chain uh, CEOs or the federal government and Justin Trudeau? Like, it's kind of a, a Hobson's choice here. I don't know that I trust either one of them on this one. Uh, certainly, uh, the grocery prices are a huge issue for Canadians, and we've seen some really horrible increases. And so the federal government says, we'll bring in a code of conduct for grocery stores. I'm not convinced the federal government knows what it's doing either. So uh, I think Canadians are, are going to get taken to the cleaners over this Christmas holiday on their groceries, no matter what happens. Okay, well, you heard him say there that they have to run, they're running a business here. So they have to have, it has to be profitable in order to succeed. And he said there's $1 a profit per $25 of sales. By my math, that's what, a 4% profit margin. Is that not, what is that, excessive? That's gouging? No, I don't that? think so. I mean, there's no question. Grocery stores, like every other business, need to make money, but they've made some pretty record profits over the last few months. So I'm a little dubious when they say it's just a teeny tiny margin and we're barely making any money. Now, no question, there's suppliers, there's others who are adding to the cost, and, but, but any Canadian knows that when you go and buy a 6 or $7 head of cabbage or, or lettuce that was $3 a few months ago, uh, no. That's outrageous. I mean, well, what, not, what should the government, what should Trudeau do about it then? Well, you know, I don't know that this code of conduct for grocery stores makes much sense. You, you have to get nervous when government gets into the nitty-gritty of regulating a business. It's one thing to say we're, we're going to have an excess profit tax or something, which I think would yeah. be more sense. But when you try and manage grocery store prices, I don't know. I don't think government can do that. All right, Bill Thielman is my guest. We go right to your phone calls here. Colleen in Vancouver. Hi, Colleen. Go ahead. Oh, hi. Hi, Mike and Bill. Uh, yes, I, I'm seeing this trend here with Ken Sim and EB. Uh, the the thing is that we were uh, Ken Sim was starting to sound a lot like Doug McCallum. We were elected. We've got the mandate. We're going to do it. And the fact that he said he wasn't going to do it, now he's flipped. How can you trust this guy? Now we've got E.B. He was Minister of Housing for four years before he was acclaimed, not elected. And this guy is uh, ripping up everything, you know. Uh, and, um, and then Trudeau, what could he do? Well, he could have brought in wage and price controls like his old man did. I remember that. And I remember Barrel Plumtree. And I was just starting out in my career, and I wanted to work for the CBC. I went down there. I'd done courses in communications at BCIT. And guess what? It was the Olympics in Quebec. And the woman then there said, well, I guess all the jobs have gone to Quebec. Thank you very much for <laughs> okay. having my team. Okay, Colleen, thank you very much for the call. Okay, Bill, uh, she certainly seems to be sympathetic to your position here on the park board. Like, so you think this is like a, a power grab by yeah. Ken Sim? Yeah, and you know, Mike, every voter in Vancouver who voted in the last election last year 
voted knowing that Ken Sim and ABC and their park board candidates and Ken Sim, the mayor, council, they all said, we're going to keep the park board. They didn't say, if you elect us, we'll eliminate the park board. And so to now change your mind based on no discernible different evidence than we had last year is not fair. It's not right. And voters well, should have a referendum. If they really want to do that, they got to get a mandate. Well, I asked the mayor about that earlier this week, and he said, well, actually what he said was, okay, we will run a slate of candidates to the park board and we'll try to fix it. And then if we can't fix it, then we'll have to figure something else out, basically. So he's saying he's not doing a flip-flop flip. Well, it it is a (laughs) flip-flop, and he hasn't given them a chance to fix it. And I think, actually, they're doing a pretty good job, uh, certainly a much better job than the last board, which was very fractured. And uh, so why would you tell people we're going to elect good people to fix it, and a year into it say, no, forget it, we're going to get rid of it. Well, because he says they couldn't fix it. Well, they haven't had enough, they haven't had their term yet. Okay. Kevin calling from Calgary. Hi, Kevin, go ahead. Hey, bud, how's it going? Hey, I have a trucking company called Motor and Sun Trucking, and I pay a lot of money for diesel, and they constantly keep saying, hey, it's carbon tax. You go to the shopping store. Hey, you go and buy a loaf of bread. The loaves of bread are three times smaller than they usually are. They shrinkflation, like they call it. You know what I mean? And all sure. and Jagmeet saying, here's Jagmeet saying, hey, we need to step up here. we got to hold the shopping companies accountable for it. Are these guys crazy? Diesel fuel in Alberta is a dollar twenty-five cents a liter. Regular gas is a dollar two. You come across our borders, it's a dollar eighty-four. Come in BC today, and I'm sitting here thinking, boy, are we ever tax heavy in BC? I had to sell most of my stuff to go live there with my family because our government is not there for the people. Jagmeet yeah. Singh walks around with his Rolex, his Versace bags, <laughs> and he plays like he's there to help everybody. But when people can start opening their eyes and saying, hey, it's about time we find the government. Pierre's far from the perfect okay. person, okay. you know what I mean? Th- thank you, Kevin, for the call. All right, Bill, yeah, obviously, you know, Polyev supporter, your thoughts. Yeah, well, listen, uh, we've known in B.C. the prices have been higher for gas for ages, and we've well, had yeah. inquiries, uh, we've had John Horgan look into it. We know that the prices are higher from the oil companies to start, significantly higher. And, yes, we do have taxes, and we, you know, the B.C. Liberals, now B.C. United, brought in the carbon tax, and uh, it was supposed to be revenue neutral. Now it's not, but it's also funding environmental uh, programs and things here in British Columbia. So people have a choice, but, you know, the only party that's opposed to the carbon tax in B.C. are the B.C. Conservatives and John Rustad. Um, uh, Kevin Falcon's now starting to make noise, and he's looking for a flip-flop on it. But uh, the carbon tax is uh, one part of the price of gas and heating fuels and everything else. It's not the only part. Let's go to Daryl and Coquitlam. Hi, Daryl. you got 30 seconds here. Go ahead. Yes, thanks for taking my call. What I don't hear people talking about when it comes to profitability of the large grocery stores like Metro, Empire Foods, and Loblaw Group is that they are publicly traded companies, and they have shareholders, and they pay dividends to those shareholders. And I don't know what acceptable profits mean or excess profits. And in this province, nobody has talked about what is the profitability of Jimmy Patterson's overweighty group. He's a privately owned company. He's never been called before a committee. Yeah, right. And that's a, it's a really good point. Thank you for that. So what is excessive profit well, anyway? Here's what we know, Mike. Uh, Loblaw's profits were $621 million in the company's third quarter. That's up from $556 million. And uh, uh, Galen Weston made compensation of $11.7 million last year. So okay. I think they're doing pretty good. Bill, thank you for coming on today. My pleasure.